0: Good morning. Welcome to Money Matters. Jennifer Stone filling in for Dave Petso today, and joining me this morning is Tom Brown. Good morning. Good morning. So you've probably listened to us several times, but just so you know, we are Certified Financial Planners with Petso Financial. This month will be my 28th year working with Dave. Oh, wow. Crazy how fast time goes.
1: That is. That's 28. Yeah. 28 years. I I was just born.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. wait, wait, maybe Wait. Wait wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah. That's not true. Yeah, so again, phone calls, we love them. 580-KIDO-580-5436. Um, email also stone at petsofinancial.net. We will watch that periodically. And if you have questions you'd rather send over via email, please do so. Um, we like to answer them any way we can. So before we get jumping into the money side of things, well, this kind of does correlate with the money side, but, you know, it is Thanksgiving week coming up next week. And I always like to look back and reflect on how amazing everything is. I know the world's messy right now. It tends to always be at different points, but we're also so extremely blessed to live in the greatest country in the world. Yes, things go weird. Yes, we have to sometimes just close our eyes and go, I cannot believe that I just heard what was said by politicians or whatever, but truly this is an amazing place. I'm very, very grateful to work where I do and have worked with Dave for 28 years. They've gone quick. They really have. But it's been such an amazing opportunity to watch people, families, retire, grow. During that time, we've lost a lot of amazing people that just got old and passed away Mm -hmm. Uh, and it, it's, it's an amazing thing to see and help them figure out their lives and trust us to help them do this because it's a burden for them. A lot of people, when they retire, they don't know what to do. So, again, I'm so grateful for the mm-hmm. opportunity to work with so many wonderful people, people like Tom, mm-hmm. um, having a supportive family, having my girls be able to work mm-hmm. with us. I never thought I'd get to work with both of my girls they're doing such amazing things there. I keep using that word amazing, but I don't know what else to say. Um, it's just great. It really is.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it's really awesome. And I, I I agree with you that people don't take time to be thankful. I think we take time to gripe complain. and complain and be upset. Mm-hmm. And that is our natural go-to. I think people have to work at being thankful. Um, it, some of the clients that we work with, especially the the ones that have been around for a long time is really appreciative. How appreciative mm-hmm. they are, and uh, and even though that they're concerned about things and so forth, they always come back and they always say thank you. Yeah, and, and they've
0: been to us. It's funny to right. listen to they. They say we're worried about you. Mm-hmm. How are you doing during this mm-hmm. time? And I think, wow, what an amazing thing yeah, to say. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and we don't even think about that, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're always thinking about them. So I, th- it is a great time. a Great time to reflect, and uh, and just. This time is always like like that, but mm-hmm. I, it should be that way all the time.
0: It should, and not just thinking about food and everything that goes in it. Uh, Miller's mission goes on every time this year, every year, and he Kevin's doing amazing things to help out the rescue mission. Uh, there's just so many opportunities to look around and just remember how blessed we truly are.
1: Mm-hmm. I always think that our country is so great because the issues that we do have, that besides those, we still have all this great stuff, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. and I drove here on roads that were pretty decent, um,
0: and cars that don't break down. Yep, yeah,
1: and uh, started up right away, and we didn't have to worry about, you know, gunfire or things blowing up and and those kind of things. And mm-hmm. and uh, and I think it's just great that yeah we do have issues, but uh, we've always had issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They just their names change, things change, but. It's still a pretty great place to live.
0: It is. And the opportunity to be able to invest in the market for really no cost now mm-hmm. versus how it used to be. So things with technology, as much as we don't enjoy some parts of it because it seems to take over our world and we have two phones sitting here and laptops mm-hmm. and all of this that we have. Now we can buy into the great corporations of the world so easily
2: mm-hmm. without
0: cost and be able to create our own wealth. Yep. We don't have to depend on someone else to take care of us. Yeah. I think that's an amazing blessing, too.
1: Yeah, I think for, it's actually given us more freedom, mm-hmm. right? Those kind of things. Technology has given us more freedom, even though we we, we gripe about and that, <laughs> that complain too. complain <laughs> and think it's, it's right? taking everything away from us. But, um, and a short story, but I called the IRS this week. And usually that's a, a thing where you just like, that's the last thing you want to do in the last few years. It's just been terrible. Um, usually, never get through. I got through right away. I knew that the recorded message I was getting was AI. You just could tell, but it got me exactly where I got. I had somebody on the phone in five minutes. They answered my question. They went to extra effort to answer my question. And uh, things are getting better in some ways. You know, I don't want to say that it's so much greater, the IRS is so much greater, but it's. Those little things where you were griping and you're Mm -hmm. hating the experience, now you're getting someone through and actually wanting to help. So we have to look for those opportunities to appreciate and be thankful in those little things Mm -hmm. instead of constantly just being caught up in the drama of the big things.
0: Yeah, and so clearly, if you got through in five minutes, we don't need 80,000 new IRS officers, right?
1: Well, we got through because...
0: So, again, uh, you know, we just thought we'd start the show and just say thank you for always listening to us, giving us your phone calls, feedback. It really is great to be here every time we can. Um, I love doing it, and Dave asked if we wanted to, and we jumped. So uh, thanks to Dave for letting us do this. All right. We're going to go to the phones real quick because we have some calls. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Hello, Jennifer and
3: Tom. How's it going again? It's
0: going really well.
3: Well, this is my uh, call to you. Are you sure you're not a podcast?
0: We are not this time. We are
3: time. not, we we could are not be, a
1: robot. We could be. I am be, not a robot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could be AI, right? And we just knew you were going to call, <laughs> yeah, AI, right? knew, you gonna call <laughs> knew your name. Well, you never know. Could be there one day.
3: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I cannot help myself. And I mean, you—you uh, you guys have been so taken in with technology and everything. Huh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Jennifer, you just said. How nice it is not to have to depend on anybody. Yeah, you know, I kind of like human beings myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I meant more to, meant more to, to you yourself. know save for us. We depend on ourselves, not, not not depend, not depend, depend on people. Because I, of course, I want a I great want a social great circle around me.
3: Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Just, there's nothing you can do about technology, but uh, I'll bitch about it till forever. But I still don't have an Apple product or yada yada yada.
0: <laughs> not yet, right?
3: But anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm still investing. The latest I bought was <laughs> I got this stock, Arcos Dorados, which are all the uh the uh McDonald's franchises in Latin America.
0: <laughs> That's an so, interesting one. Yeah, it is.
3: <laughs> and you know the thing is, I mean, I I had been looking into Cracker Barrel, but uh, I got burned with Have you heard of uh, in Viva? Yes.
0: Yes. Nvidia?
3: Oh, that's a bad scam. I'll tell you what. Well, anyway, I got taken in by that. And any time that you find uh, a company or whatever whose dividend is a tad bit high, you had best be kind of wary. Mm-hmm. So I was investigating there, and then that's what I found out about them. But anyway, I got onto Arcos Dorados, so I put a buy order in on uh, on Halloween, the thirty first. And I got the stock at $9, $9, and right after that, they've gone up. Now they're, you know, heading for 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of happy at a little stock like that that I can pay attention to, you know.
0: Yeah, it's fun, right? It's fun, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't have – I've got a lot of stocks, and a lot of them are bombing out, and I don't really care myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not that much into money, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep uh, – a record of the percentage of losses versus gains, and they're they're kind of high, but to me, the fun is buying something, but just taking a little stock and paying attention to it, and focusing on something simple like that. That's optimistic rather than the overall picture, you know.
0: Yep, it's fun for sure.
3: Anyway, I was just going to call in and say hi, and
0: uh, glad uh, you did.
3: I I, pre, I still appreciate talking to human beings, and most of us are not shooting each other up. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's true.
0: Well, have a wonderful, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Jim. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We are going to take a quick break, and we come back. Lou, hang on. We'll get right with you, but we do need to take a break. Um, 580-KIDO, 580-5436. Good morning. Welcome back to Money Matters. Jennifer Stone and Tom Brown filling in for Dave Petz. So today, uh, we're going to go right to the phones because we have a couple people waiting, and then we'll go back into the topics we'd like to talk about today. Good morning, Lou. How can we help you?
3: Uh, yeah, I I guess I I uh, studied, I guess, Peter Lynch, and I, I invested in Albertsons and Idaho Power because, you know, I know people that that work there, you know, kick the tires. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our area is growing, but they've kind of been deadbeat <laughs> stocks. And yeah. I'm just wondering what, what your outlook are for, for those and, and also uh, natural gas with all this uh, thing about green energy.
2: So mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, give me your outlook or, or, or Is that still a sound thing to, to, you know, kick the tires and be aware of the people that work? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting, right? Um, When you do research on companies, there's companies that people just hold forever. We actually use Idaho Power or IDACOR as one of our examples of the difference between a growth and a value stock because it pays a dividend, but it doesn't grow much. And it's just done that for a very long time. But it's been pretty consistent on paying dividends and income out to people. But also we always put it out there and say the same thing we always have. We don't know the future of companies. Things can always go wrong. Um, knowing them, knowing people that can, they don't, no one really has inside information anymore, but knowing people that are there and understanding the, the way the companies run, the people that are in charge, having that um, opinion does matter. I don't know if those two companies, for most people, any individual stocks tend to be a little more risky. So if you buy a a basket of them, so like a basket of grocers, I'm just going to say that. I'm sure there's an ETF out there that Mm -hmm. does that. Um, Then you get a little bit more of a broad look at things instead of just depending on two companies. I like that idea. I just think you get a better chance to win. Than if you're just depending on one, but I'm never gonna pro- I'm never ever want to give a um, projection on companies that I just don't know what's happening. I know um, Albertsons now is going through potentially being acquired by Kroger. Um, don't know when that if it's going to happen. Don't know. I haven't had a big update on that yet. But I thought it was towards the end of this year they were going to make a decision. So I don't know what'll come from that. So I guess look at it, um, do some research on that merger just to see where there are and if you're still comfortable holding it. But if you're really trying to broadly invest, I still like mutual funds and exchange traded funds for that. You just get a more broad view. Um, And I don't know there's a lot of edge with green investing anymore because everyone talks about it. So whenever it's in the headlines and everyone starts to say this is the area that's undervalued or you should go to, some of that edge has been taken away. So, just diversify. If you believe in looking for undervalued sectors, you can overweight a little there. Um, but don't always get caught up on individual securities. Yeah.
1: Right. Add to that is I know Power, you know, it, it is a regulated utility. Therefore, it is, you know, it, it can't, it has to go and get approval for rate increases and uh, anything it does. It's very structured as far as it's very monitored by the government. So, it's hard for those kind of companies to have growth. When they limit they can be limited by a third party. And Albertsons is in a tough thing because they compete against Walmart, and they compete against uh, Winco uh, that are that uh, can you know usually come in at lower prices. So the the amount of money they can make their competition is pretty intense in that area, and it's hard to make money in in retail grocery because you know it's so intense as far as the the margins are so slim. That um, that I think that they have a hard time making that they'd be ever be a growth type stock. <clears throat> so okay. okay, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> have a great Thanksgiving. Okay,
1: okay you
4: too. Bye bye.
0: Good morning, Craig.
4: Good morning, Jennifer. How- Tom, how are you? Both.
0: We're great. How are you?
4: I'm doing well. I'm headed back up to the Moscow area. Oh, uh, OK.
0: To- I, I, I'm like, Craig from Eagle. So you must Craig have been Coop. driving through Eagle.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Now so I'm up there. I'm up there. Avamore Ava is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, I want to thank both of you and, and Dave also for your perspectives on the market and the way you approach investing rather than speculation. Um, I read Napoleon Hill a long time ago. Um, basically talking about the same approach. And when I discovered you folks years ago, I thought, no, these people really have a a very adept and astute understanding on how markets work and how that kind of stability adds to grow, not necessarily trying to go in and out and in and out like day Traders or Wall Street does Mm -hmm. so much and and squeeze every penny out of everything. Mm -hmm. So um, I did have one question for you. Sure. Um, what do you think of industrial 3-D printing? Um, I get a newsletter that basically says, um, it's the 3-D printing weekly or daily newsletter talks about more and more, I mean, every, everything from the military to space, aerospace, the automotive industry is starting to use metal and carbon fiber and plastic 3-D printing. So have you folks researched much on that? And if so, what's your opinion on the, P? I think it's PRT or PTR um, index of 3D
2: printing?
0: Yeah, you know, not specifically on that index. I'll just say it. You know, we've been very aware of 3D printing for a long time. The cost has come down dramatically um, for what people can produce. I actually know a small business in eastern Idaho that repairs, like, four wheelers and snowmobiles and they almost 3D print everything that they use for parts because it's quicker. So if there's a part they can't get easily, they'll just print it and make it and put it in. So to me, I think it's a game changer in a lot of ways. But again, that goes back to we all talk about it. So do we have a lot of growth from here? I don't know. Can somebody something else change it? I don't know. But I do think it's very interesting, just like a lot of new technology that's come out. I mean, you think about that, right? We're pre 3D printing unbelievable things. It's like, I need this widget. Well, you can get it in 15 years if somebody makes it somewhere just for you, or you can go down and have someone print it for you. I think it's amazing technology, but I don't know on an investing side if there's an edge there or not. I still go back to broadly diversify, and if this is somewhere you think that might be interesting and you can have gamble a little bit. I'm, I'm all in.
1: Yeah, put a sliver in there, but don't right, go I've, all in. Yeah, I noticed that, I mean, there are some
4: rockups now that are being... Made by private companies that are 98% 3D printed. I know. So, I mean, everything from magnesium to aluminum to alloys. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan, but, you know, I think it's the new cotton gin, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, in fact, better than the cotton gin because cotton gin always hooks each other cotton, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. 3D printing is uh, variable. And as they're getting faster and they're getting more complex, and the variability of materials is growing.
0: so Yeah, yeah. Good, good. All right. Well, Craig, drive safe and get there and have a wonderful Thanksgiving and thank you for calling us. All right. So, we are almost to the top of the hour. We're going to need to take a quick break, but again, phone calls are wonderful. It's really fun to talk with you and explore different ideas and, you know, as you can see as we're talking, we're not big speculators on different sectors. I believe in core solid investing and I'll always go that way with overweights and underweights to certain areas. But other than that, you hear the music. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about year-end wrap-up and what do you need to take care of before the end of the year and also touch on the market because everyone's saying how terrible it's doing and what indices should I measure against. So please come back and join us. And again, give us a call, 580-KIDO. Good morning. Welcome back to Money Matters. Uh, Jennifer Stone and Tom Brown filling in for Dave Petso so he can have some well-deserved time off. Um, phone calls, we would love them. Please give us a call at 580-KIDO, 5436 J stone at petsofinancial.net if you would like to shoot over an email. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time this hour talking about the year end wrap up. We do this every year. I almost pulled out a Christmas story that Tom and I did oh, years ago. We
1: well, it we was, might have a shot before the end of the. Day. We
0: might, we might, but <laughs> it was quite. It was funny. It, we did our own little spin on um, a a, night yeah on the night before Christmas. It was great. So we may pull that out again just because we thought it was great. Um, but we would like to talk about some things that need to be done before year end. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to touch on a couple of things. We are getting a lot of calls recently about the market, and it's funny how people always ask the same thing. What indices should I measure my account against? You know, because I really want to know how I'm doing versus the market. A lot of our clients, I would say the majority of them, have learned a long time ago that's not really a great accurate measurement of anything. We are more goal-driven because if you're meeting the goals that were set, that's your indice. That's what you should be measuring against when you go in and say, this is what I need, this is what I want. If that goal is being met, that's the first objective. So most of our clients learned that years and years ago. However, when we talk to newer clients or people that have just started to invest, they ask that question, what should we measure our performance against? So I wanted to bring this point up because this is how different each of the main quoted indices are. I'm going to start with the lowest performer this year, which was supposed to be the higher because it does have more dividend paying investments in it but only 30 stock, and that's the Dow. It's the biggest number, the widest quoted, and the one that people say, well, I should measure against that one, right? Mm-hmm. It is only up 5.5% this year. Only, still good. I mean, we've got a month left. I mean, it could go up to the average of eight mm-hmm. or whatever people always talk about, um, but 5.5%. Compare that to the NASDAQ. It's up 36%, and the S&P is 18 so what should you measure against when you have that agree? I mean that the range. Market. Yeah. What's the market? What does mm-hmm. that mean? So that's why we just wanted to throw that out there. And plus, hearing all the time, oh, it's been a rough year.
1: Oh, you know, it, it is so funny. So August, September, down, October was rough, and then everybody becomes eeyore. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the mm-hmm. the market's down. I, I, I'm well. I guess we should do something because. <sighs> the market is so bad right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, no, it isn't. Mm-hmm. You're, you're paying attention to your, that recency bias. Mm-hmm. You're paying attention to that last statement you got, and that is what it is for the rest of the year.
0: Yep. And also, should we make some changes? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I just yeah. noticed,
0: and this is one of the good ones, too. I'm down. I'm I'm down. I know I'm down, and yeah. ugh, there's nothing I can do. Like Tom says, the ER comes out. However, then the next question is, well, down from when? Right. What, what time frame are you looking at? Because you're up the last three months. You're up the year. You're up for the last six to seven years per year. What time period are you looking mm-hmm. at? Because you can cherry pick like crazy yeah. and find low points or high points. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking at?
1: Right. And we go, well, beginning of last year to this year, I haven't made much money. And we go, well, there's a bear market last year. We we're down over 20 percent, mm-hmm. the market. Yeah. And so you're you're going. That's actually pretty cool that we've recovered
0: mm-hmm. enough
1: to get back to where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of going, oh. yeah.
0: I and mean, last year was an interesting year too because a well balanced diversified portfolio that had dividend paying stocks in addition to growth. So owning a lot of mm-hmm. everything again didn't do nearly as bad as just the S yeah. and P or the di- Nasdaq.
1: That's why diversification. Is such a great thing. But
0: the flip side of that, too, is what did they say about this year? Technology, and Dave said this over and over again, too. Technology can't do well in a raising interest rate environment. There's just no way. Okay, well, that doesn't. Yeah, it didn't work out again. No. So again, we talk about it a lot, and people want to know. And I know that's why economists mm-hmm. come out all the time with their projections is because people ask for them. So they have to say something, but then they never backtrack and say, I was completely wrong on that one. <laughs> they just go on with their next prediction. So that's why when we talk about areas of the market, we don't want to predict, and we don't say measured against it. If you've created a goal with your advisor or with yourself, make it a written, stated goal. Don't make it a something that kind of sways in the wind, right? Write it down and go back to it when you're questioning what's going on in your portfolio and how it's working. Go back and say, oh, yeah, that is why I did this. Don't change it based on short-term returns or recency bias or whatever you want to call it. Look at your goal, stated, written goal, and see if you're meeting that objective. So that's the first thing. Don't get caught up in measuring and comparison. Comparing really is the thief of joy because you may be doing exactly what you want, but you're comparing it to something else and saying, oh, if I'd only bought more growth or I knew that I should have done this. Yeah. Or Don't your do
1: brother-in-law that. brother-in-law is telling you you should do something different because he's done so great. Mm-hmm.
0: The first time in a long time. Quick story before we go into year and wrap up. I know we keep throwing these teasers out there, but we keep coming up with things. Mike's another advisor in our office. He came to me um, this week and said he had a call from someone that was at a spa getting her nails done or something, and someone gave her a stock tip. And so she called to check on it. It has been so long since I've had someone call with a stock yeah. tip from a spa.
1: Yeah, in th- or or the, the hairdresser. Yes, right? yep. <clears throat> well, that
0: happened all the time before the tech wreck back in 01. Everyone was getting advice from people that you'd go, really, your dentist? Okay. So it was very interesting. That's the first time in a long time that we've had that. All right, so year end, there are some things uh, that have to be taken care of before the end of the year, or there are penalties. One of the big ones um, is required minimum distributions. The government, for some reason, keeps changing the age on that. So if you're not sure, check with your advisor, check with the firm holding your funds, because they'll let you know if you have to take it. But it's if you are 73 this year, you are required to take a distribution. hmm Okay, used to be 70 and a half, then they went to 72, now we're 73. So check on it and see. Because if you wait, you do have time to take it next year without penalty, but you have to take two. So you want to make sure that you hit the first year, especially if you're in a high tax bracket, and get that out. It was used to be 50% penalty, now it's 25, 25 right? 25, yep. So they're not as punitive as they were before. But because 25 is pretty big. It is. <clears throat> because I think they keep messing with things, so people mm-hmm. aren't really sure what they're supposed to do. So they've kind of been a little bit more lenient on that. Yep. Okay, but make sure you do that. Um, some people like to take it once a year because they do qualified giving. You can give away your required minimum, but only when you're of that age. You can't do it earlier. You can give up to 100000 per year to charities and not have that included in your income. But now I'm going to turn it over to tax, Tom, because this is there's a big catch with that. People get that 1099-R form and see the 100% of the distribution.
1: Right. So it's really important that you understand, let say that you have to take out $10,000 for your required minimum distribution, and you're going to give that all to a charity, give to a church or so. And and then in February, you get a 1099-R from your custodian, and it says that you took out $10,000, and it looks just like it used to when you took money out, and it doesn't deduct it. It doesn't say get given to a charity. It doesn't have a code that says it was given to a charity. In if you enter it into... Your tax software, or your accountant just entered it in, as it is, um, it would be um, it would be reported as taxable. So you have to make sure that there – and for, for the software I use, there's a, a, a place where you just say, okay, it was $10,000, it was given to charity, and then it nets it out to zero. So when you get that, you have to – if you're doing your own taxes, whether it's TurboTax, I don't know how it does it, but probably has a question, I would suspect – and it said, "Oh, you took this out, did you give it to charity? Make sure that you say it did because if you're just taking it for granted that they are going to take that they know that that was given to charity, then you could end up paying taxes on that when the whole effort was to not."
0: Yeah. And watch closely, too, to make sure when you do this, because um, we've seen people that make a note of it and then they either say take it directly to themselves, which, in other words, instead of writing it to the charity, they take possession of the funds and then give it to the charity. That's treated different, especially Mm -hmm. with as high as the standard deductions are now. Most people Mm -hmm. don't itemize.
1: They don't itemize. So it isn't. They're not able to use it. And the, even if you did, you go, well, we itemize, therefore I'm just going to run through the itemize. Well, you're not getting the, the full, full benefit. benefit. If, if you give it directly to the charity, you get 100% of your income is reduced by that. So you don't get that from the itemized deduction. So this is always the best way to go.
0: Yeah. Plus if you're
1: going to give to charity and you want to do that.
0: Yeah, And if you're just slightly over also on itemizing versus um, taking the standard deduction, I mean, this could be 10000 of income wiped out or a couple hundred dollars of a deduction. So it does matter. So if you do any charitable giving, it's a great way to take care of it. A lot of custodians now, which was new to us recently, will actually give you checkbooks on your IRA. So you can go, if you're down walking down the street and you say, oh, I'm going to go stop by Miller's Mission. I'm going to write him a check for some turkeys. You can use the checkbook from your IRA to write that and just keep good notes and bring those to your tax professional when you do your taxes or TurboTax and just keep a line item. I thought that was pretty interesting when they started to allow it because it yeah. does allow for more giving, a lot
1: more flexibility, and you could make smaller donations. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot more convenient. Um, also, on that, try to do that earlier. The don't wait till December 31st to write a check out of your IRA because it won't get recorded and uh, processed to be counted as a distribution in this year. So try to. We, we're telling people, try to get it done by December 1st if you can.
0: Yeah, and because they have to have time to clear the checks. And if their charities are getting a lot this time of year, if it doesn't clear, it doesn't count for this year. Right. So you need to make sure. Or another way to do it is contact your custodian and have them issue a check out of your IRA. So if you've pushed it to the limit, don't write a check. There's other ways to do it. You don't have to give up the giving. Just contact them and have them issue the check instead of writing it.
1: And remember, on these checks, this is a checkbook issued by your custodian. It is not your checkbook.
0: Correct. So don't, again, we'll go back to don't take possession and then write the check. Write it directly from your IRA. And also some clearing firms, and we've noticed this with the new one we're using, they don't allow time to cover. So make sure there's cash available yep. to cover the check.
1: Yep. So if you're working with the advisor, make sure that you tell them, hey, I'm going to write a check for $1,000 and make sure the cash is in the account.
0: All right. So. That's one thing. Another is just charitable giving in general. A lot of clients like to give away highly appreciated stock because that's a great way to do donations because charities don't pay tax on the sell that gain. Not your kids. Don't give it to them. They'll pay tax if it's sold. But if you aren't 73, you don't have required distributions, but you have a portfolio of funds that have grown really nicely and you want to give away 10000 or so. We keep using that number to a charity Look at your portfolio and see if you can actually give stock to them, and you get a deduction, and they get a tax-free gift. So it's a way to save on that, too. Yep. All right. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Again, would love the phone calls, uh, 580-KIDO, 580 Good morning. Welcome back to Money Matters. Jennifer Stone and Tom Barron filling brown. Brown. What's your last name? I got an yeah. accent all of a sudden. Hey, I,
1: I'm not as common as I was <laughs> You just got to spin the brown. letters a
0: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> filling in for Dave Petso today on this wonderful week of thankful giving and everything yeah. that we can think and of.
1: I was thankful for the weather this week. What a, what a I know. Great, great week it's been.
0: It has and now it's a little gloomy today, but yeah. that's okay. I don't know what it's supposed to do later, but you have to rake leaves. I don't. So there yeah, you go. Yeah.
1: So something else you're grateful for. Yes, that I am, not. but
0: I don't have to do that. Oh,
1: by, by the way, is if anybody needs some exercise and wants to rake leaves, please come to my house there because you go. there's more than enough.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. That's the joy of having trees, right?
1: Yeah. And your neighbors having trees. Yes.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, we're going to jump back into year and wrap up. And, uh, you know, another thing to think about, too, is did you set those New Year's resolutions that we talked about the last at the beginning of last year or this year, I guess, in 2023? And did you meet them? Mm-hmm. That's always fun, too. But before we go back into that, let's go to the phones. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Hey, how are
5: you? Oh well, great. I'm glad to see David finally got the A-team back in. There you there
0: go.
5: You go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it. Thinking in, in all of the fun stuff and whatnot, I was wondering if you'd heard any uh, anything about uh, financial planning being taught in the public schools. Mm-hmm. I it,
0: wish I, it was. I don't know because I don't have kids in it, school right now, but Tom was saying yeah, that they were doing yeah, more no, of that. His,
1: my son had a class. It isn't mandatory, but he took a class last spring. It was last spring, and it was in financial planning. I actually... Um, kind of monitored it just because of uh, what it and the, is. And the thing was is they did learn a lot of basics. Um, it did give them the opportunity to try to endeavor to learn more about investing and budgeting and everything. So I was kind of impressed by it, but it is a one-time thing, you know, just like anything else. Um, my daughter took the same class when she was at Centennial, And uh, she's now 23, and I talked to her about putting more money in her Roth IRA, and I had to remind her what a Roth IRA was. So Mm -hmm. I I don't think that just because it's taught in one class for three or four months – it sinks in unless there's some way of reaffirming that over time because they'll just go, yeah, I think I heard that sometime.
0: But I think that's in in general with everyone, right? Because I know that we talk to individuals a lot and spend a lot of time. I think the interesting thing was money markets, since they're paying something, people forgot what they were. Mm -hmm. So I think short term, if you don't hear about it a lot, it's really easy to toss it out. But Mm -hmm. any kid... That has started with a foundation, at least. When they at least come out mm-hmm. of there knowing a little bit, and they don't just play the stock market game, yeah. that to me is wonderful.
1: Yep. So I, I think that they're doing, they're trying. I, I don't know how effective it is. I'm I'm sure there's some kids that really jump all over it and they they get a lot into it, and some of them just oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is available. Uh, uh, but it isn't a mandatory class. It is elective.
5: Uh, if they did the mandatory and in, in in ongoing financial literacy. Uh, they uh, kids would make more money, and then there'd be more uh, taxes out there for them to put into the school system to waste.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure that that's the whole plan.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, uh-huh. but it, but it is interesting. And uh, actually, I had a client that shared that every time their her mother in law would come to town she would sit down with the kids and they would play their own investing game and put money into different investments to see how they'd work. It's similar to the stock market game, but what it did is it taught two of the three kids to really enjoy investing in the market and they just want to absorb it. So they're like 18 and 20 years old now and they had very good knowledge because we've talked to some young people that – their kids, bring, parents bring them in and their kids have no desire to be there. And then you have kids that are just like, tell me more. I want to learn. I want to understand. I want to take care of myself. So I think we can also take the time to sit with our kids and make it enjoyable to make money. Make it enjoyable yeah, to it, learn. Don't make it like, oh, it's like a diet. I hate budgeting. Right. I hate this. Yeah. If we make it, it more fun, right. that might help.
5: Yeah. Instead of a toy, I, I always gave my grandson uh, silver rounds with historical Castings to them and Mm -hmm. explain the history of it all, but I've still got all those saved up in my uh, gun safe for them. So, but uh, one other thing that uh, I was wondering in your year end review planning or programming, uh, if you mentioned more about dollar cost averaging, Mm -hmm. such a good time to start doing that when things are down, is then you can go back to your. or the S&P 500 or the dollar. No, that's us just uh, see how much it, you know, set up a way to, to, to learn how to get it uh, to grow here.
0: Yeah. Yep. We had a, a chart that we use. Uh, we don't pull it out as often as we used to, but when we are beginning that – was basically an A investor and a B investor and what the market did. The top client was the market constantly went up or the investment. And it's just math. I mean, it was everybody asked, well, what investment is this? Well, it's not. It's just math. And the second investor, B, always went down. And they finished the end of the year at the exact same price. So intuitively, you look at that and they're saying, there's no way the guy that went down the entire time made any money. It has to be the person that went up. But then you pull it down and you say, now look at how many more shares this person had versus the other. And it's quite substantially different. So we use that to explain to people when they're just getting started, you can do dollar cost averaging through a 401k. That's probably the best way because it's really hard to start and stop it. So those are a lot of the times when people say, I don't want to invest in my 401k because I don't get a match. I don't care. It's a great way to be disciplined, saving consistently. And that's the best place to dollar cost average.
5: Yep, I still go back to the American Funds uh, pamphlet of Louis the Loser.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: That's, exactly. Uh, that's that's a great way to it really put it is. In Perspective.
0: And that's been around, I think, since as long as I've been around, probably longer. They've yeah. used well, Louis. Well, yeah, the
5: we're loser. dating ourselves, kid. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but anyway, that's what I had had for y'all. All right, and Terry. thanks again, Tom.
1: Yep, no problem.
0: Have a great Thanksgiving, Terry. Take care. Take
5: care. Same to y'all. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: But he is so right. It's so simple to just start dollar cost averaging and really don't just look at the match. I don't know why people get hung up on that. You yeah. still want to save for yourself.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a cop out. They're trying to find a way to not do it. So they're gonna use some sort of, you know, oh they don't match, so I'm not gonna do it because mm-hmm. they don't really want to. Mm-hmm. They they're they're trying to talk themselves out of something. Because and they're looking at that as a crutch to not do it.
0: Yeah. And the basics of investing, really, even if you truly don't understand the market, you don't really have to understand it completely to begin investing. You just have to understand that if you buy an S&P 500 index fund or you buy a one of the age-based options mm-hmm. inside your 401k, if you do some of that and just put the money away and not pay attention, the more you can do when you're young – the bigger that compounding, we say this over and over again. The last double of money at the end is the one that matters, and if you wait, that last one gets cut off, not the first ones. Yeah. So get going.
1: Yeah, and and I used to be kind of uh, uh, gray on the the age based. I wasn't really a big fan, but um, it's a lot better than uh, a lot of people just monkeying with it all the time. So mm-hmm. that's another thing with with the age-based ones in your 401k it's an easy way to to set it and forget it Mm -hmm. and uh, if that works for you find what works for you but i think some people get troubled because they start trying to time the market using their 401k and that's where they can get in trouble Mm -hmm. Um, so once you find an investment plan in your 401k or your retirement plan stick with the plan don't wait for the market to go sideways and then start going, well, maybe I should make some changes.
0: Yeah. And those age-based options, please understand that they are very much targeted for whatever year they think you will retire. So some of them are your year of birth. Some of them are retirement dates. They all have a target. And as they get closer, you're going to get more conservative. That's one of the reasons we don't love it, because that's not necessarily the right answer, because you don't retire and take the entire amount of money out and spend it. You have life after that. Also, you may want to reach further out because you'll get more stocks the further out you go on that age band or the younger you are on the date of birth type of plans. So don't just go with what you have. Look under the shelf a little bit just to see what's under that hood to see what's there. I'm with Tom. There's things about it I don't love. Um, I don't like that they're very heavy international sometimes. I don't know that we want a big allocation there. But if you're not sure, it's still better than not doing anything and not investing.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly, and and really pay to the, like we're talking about, um, take it take notice of that, and if you need some help, get some help, and whether it's an advisor or just this, you know, fidelity, uh, they still offer a lot of services to people through their plans. So uh, to the through the four hundred one k plans, if it's a fidelity plan or so forth, you know, sometimes we disagree with some of their metrics, but it's better than just sitting on your hands waiting to. Do, for some magic time when you're going to do it, right? Just do it.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about the contribution limits have increased or they're going to increase, so it's a great time to turn that up a little bit for next year, and we have a couple other year-end tidbits, but give us a call, 580-KIDO, 580-5436. Good morning. Welcome back to Money Matters. Jennifer Stone and Tom Brown filling in for Dave So today. And- we got another call. So before we jump back into urine wrap up, we want to talk to a special caller today. Good morning.
6: Good morning, you two. Hey. That's awesome to hear you. Hey, it's great
0: to hear you too, calling all the way from New York. And obviously, everyone recognizes his voice, uh, Dave Petzo. Uh,
6: I just thought I'd call in real quick and say, hey, thank you for doing that. and Thank you for who you all are. I just appreciate it. And all the callers, I can't believe we've been doing this for over 40 years now. It just seems absolutely crazy. And, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I'm here on an investment conference and, um, as you know, Jennifer, I was, you know, these things can be dull, boring all day meetings. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we don't get through, uh, Get, get very much information, honestly, but this one was very exciting to me and, and met some really smart people and kind of got fired up. And so it, I just wanted to call in and uh, and say hey and, and uh, be back uh, in there next week and uh, enjoying a nice Thanksgiving week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know when you and I talked earlier this week, too, you you had mentioned that you talked to an, an economist that kind of made you think a little bit differently when they he he was explaining how their projections were wrong and why they were wrong, which you thought was pretty refreshing.
6: Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Wall Street. I, I talk about this all the time, not just to make fun of them uh, for their predictions. It's not. It's, it's kind of like a requirement of the job. Mm-hmm. And literally, I was on the shuttle to the airport. Uh, yesterday, talking to the people that were were there with uh, T Rowe Price, that you know worked with the company, and what you think this and this and this, and and we were talking about how wrong the projections were, and and I said it was very refreshing that your strategist guy uh, said, you know, this is why we were really, really, really wrong, and mm-hmm. and you know, and he says I'm pretty neutral right now. I don't, and and so they don't invite me on TV. I don't have a strong opinion of where we're going right now, yeah. and and so. It's a very interesting, weird world we're in where people have these strong opinions. They're wrong and have a strong opinion right after it. It's, it and why we think this is good information. And we had an interesting discussion. And, uh, but he was. It was very refreshing. And, and what we find with analysts, strategists, is that um, the ones that have the humility to say, I don't know,
2: mm-hmm.
6: um, but these are some things we see. Um, are, are extremely helpful. They, 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 it's not like they're making predictions. They're, they're just more saying, hey, inflation is high. We don't see it coming down real quickly. That's not a, we see inflation at 2.2%, and therefore you need to move all your assets this direction or that. It's not that kind of arrogance. It's more of a directional and insightful commentary. And that's just not what you find when you turn on CNBC. So uh, mm-hmm. glad to have those kind of people out there. And it was refreshing to find somebody else too. Yeah. really maybe spend some time and listen to.
0: And you know, I think it's interesting too, because you, and they don't, like he said, they're not asking him on. Why isn't it, why don't we want that information? It's crazy.
6: I agree. It's it's as if if, he, if they can create a trade. Uh, Wall Street wants it. Wall Street wants trades. They want activity. They don't want you to buy Apple and not sell it and go up 40-fold. They just don't want you to do that, because that makes no money for them. Mm-hmm. And um, activity and this idea that the, you know, this is the reason the market moved in the last two minutes. In a sense that um, the black boxes trade 80% of the securities, and if they hear something about interest rates, then they all run the same direction, and the market can quickly go up or down. But that's not the reason at the end of the day or certainly over the year. It's fundamentally are we well or not. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's kind of uh, hard, lost. It's lost in the day-to-day babble. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Good, good. So you're doing fun yeah. stuff today?
6: Uh, kids soccer, yes. Okay. So okay. being this far east, you got to go bounce. Some uh, relatives that are off serving in the military. Uh, for those of you who know military base down New York, and it's an Army base here, and uh an apache pilot and teacher and is unfortunately well it's what he signed up for uh, sent overseas here next spring for or he'll be sent over to the middle east so oh, wow. hopefully things will calm down before then but uh, I doubt it
0: yeah
6: these things seem to be going on and on but it's nice it's a long long the uh, first time i've been able to get it this direction so
0: good well you need to thank him for his service too mhm
6: We'll do. We'll All do. Right. Absolutely. And uh, Tom's son had a birthday speaking of military, so mm-hmm. that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah.
1: Turning 17 he's, today.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So he's. I got a chance to, to shoot a text to Tor, Torin today. He's uh, he's. Uh, uh, doing very, very, he's prospering in, in this. Yes. Uh, is it called a military school?
1: Yeah. It's a military institute. Boarding there school. you go. There yeah. you go.
6: Really. So. Anyway, that reminded me of that. You guys are doing a great job, as always. Thank you for your and have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks. I will let some callers call in and let you all wrap up your year-end planning.
0: Perfect. Dave, thanks for calling.
6: Thank you. Nice Thank you. you.
0: Yep, yep. We'll see you next week.
6: You too. We'll see you next week. All right. Have a good one.
0: Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. All right, so it's always great to have a special guest so yeah. thank you dave for calling in um we i know we had have that before i know is that That's funny <laughs> exactly <clears> that no, was great so a couple things i want to jump on real quick and then we'll go back to the phones again but the first one don't forget some uh, portfolios most ha- may have some losing investments if you need to sell for a tax loss look at your portfolio now because you can't do that after the first of the year it has to be done in this calendar year So take a look at your portfolio. If it's something you want to own, you can always wait 30 days, 31 to be exact, Mm -hmm. and buy it back or you will get a wash sale. But look at your portfolio and see if you have losses that need to be harvested.
1: Yeah. And it's probably needless to say, but that's in a non-Qualified – it's not in your IRA or Roth IRA. That doesn't do any good, but – Yes.
0: Good point. Good point. point. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll take a quick break. Gary, hang on. We'll come back and grab you after this break, um, and we'll add a few more year-end wrap-ups and phone Wrap calls, please. There you go. Good morning. Welcome back to Money Matters. Jennifer Stone and Tom Brown filling in for Dave So today. As always, gone quick.
1: Yeah, very quick. Yes, yeah. nice they have a bunch of calls.
0: Yes, absolutely. And with that, we're going to go to the phones. Good morning, Gary. Uh,
7: good morning, Jennifer and Tom. I um, thought I'd... Uh sprinkle a little bit of nerd financial humor on you just uh, for fun.
0: Good. Love it.
7: <laughs> you know how um, the conversation was about um, education, financial education in schools, and then there was uh, also uh, talking about uh, foreign investments and things like that. Um, did you know that uh, the United States is the only industrial country that does not use the metric system? Mm-hmm. I, I think but, I mean you know, fortunately, um, U.S. plans for metric conversion are inching ahead. But to help accelerate this, maybe we should introduce some new financial terms. For example, if uh, four of you go out to a nice restaurant, you are going to be spending uh, hectobucks. Meanwhile, (laughs) if your water heater um, dies, the plumber is going to be charging you kilobucks. Now, if you are fortunate enough to be a millionaire, that's going to be megabucks and then those folks at the world economic forum who is who are going to run our lives for us uh they are into the um gigabuck range I like meanwhile uh, what about the national debt okay now we're in the terabuck <laughs> later for another program we can go into velocity of money which should be like megabucks per second and things like that
0: i love it but
7: uh, just just in, in a, a final farewell um don't call it turkey day don't let people call it turkey day Gratitude for other people and for God are something we have to keep in mind. So it's Thanksgiving. Yes. And happy Thanksgiving.
0: Thank you. you to you too. That was good.
1: That is so funny. I uh, I remember 1975 when I was in school. Okay, I wasn't born when you started it. That's I, I was going to say I was. Uh, um, I won't go how old I was then. So Go <laughs> ahead. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they. Um, that's when they started convert everything was we're going to the metric system we're going to the metric system we're going to the metric system i remember it was just like oh my I
0: what my, am i going to do and my
1: parents were like mm-hmm. thought it was communism that going to metric, <laughs> and all that and then okay by this date we're going to be doing it so start learning the conversions and we started learning all that and then it went away done never happened
0: i know it's kind of interesting huh but i remember when um, they traded stocks in fractions instead of decimal points and how mind-boggling, it was like, what, we're not going to do and 10 eight? and a half? Yeah. What is this number <laughs> stuff? Yeah, Seven, it, it was crazy. And an yep. But it was easier when you were actually doing the math because mm-hmm. it was real easy to do the formulas instead of going from fractions to decimals. But I do remember that. So it I'm aging so. myself there, too.
1: There you go. Right? There you go. We're
0: doing that a lot today.
1: Yeah, because we're old.
0: We are. All right. Er. So, <laughs> yeah. Er. <laughs> so another thing, a lot of times we get phone calls on giving to kids. I know we've talked about charitable giving and how that's a tax you can do it very tax efficiently if you do it well with either qualified distributions from IRAs at required minimum year or highly appreciated stock. You can also give to kids. You don't get a lot of a tax benefit. Yes, you can give away appreciated stocks too. And if they are in a lower bracket, that is a benefit if they sell versus you. But you can give to your kids up to $17,000 per year. So if it's a couple and you've given it to one, you could give thirty-four because each of you can give that and not have to file a gift tax return. Doesn't make it taxable. Everyone thinks if I give, it's taxable.
1: Yep. Either side. they Well, how much will they have to pay in tax if I give them money? Yep. Nothing.
0: Yep. And even if you give them $100,000.
1: And it doesn't have to be kids. It can be, you can give, I anybody. can give you $17,000 and it isn't taxable to you either. Yeah. I'm not going to do that, but I could.
0: <laughs> if you really thought about it. You know, it might be really nice of you. It is Thanksgiving week. I,
1: I bet you'd be very thankful. <laughs> I would be
0: very thankful. So, uh, yeah, but again, you can give away more. However, you do have to file an informational return that Tax Tom has done several times. Tax
1: return. So it's just all it's doing is it's reducing your lifetime estate uh, gifting and... Uh, you know, we can go in a lot of details on that, and, that, and everybody's going to go. I wish they could quit talking. Yeah. Um, but and just, we only have a couple just to say that <laughs> 17000 you don't have to report it, don't have to do anything, not taxable.
0: Yeah. And again, if that's something you want to do, this is a good time to give as well. Mm-hmm. And appreciated stocks always a great thing if they are in a lower bracket. I know I said that before, but you can give away stock to them too. Also, funding 529 plans, educational savings accounts, that's what they are. The ideal plan with the state of Idaho is where we usually send people. You can save in that account up to 6000 per person and get mm-hmm. a state tax deduction. Right.
1: Remember that 6000 per person on the tax return, not how many kids you have. So if you have five kids, you can still only put in 12000 if you're married filing jointly. It's you and your wife is the 6000 not the beneficiary of the account.
0: Yeah. So up to 12 is what yep. he's saying. 6,000 a piece. Yep. So a uh, question, cause I like to always jump something on you. Um, grandparents, same thing. They can just do 12,000 mm-hmm. per couple to whatever grandkid they want. Correct. Right. right. And they get that deduction, even they if get, it just goes if into they're an their Idaho
1: resident, they can, they can get the deduction too. And they don't have to set up their own account to do that. They, if their kids, the, their kids that have the kids, um, If they've set one up and they want to make a contribution to that account that the parents uh, of the children have, then they can do it and still deduct it. There isn't a a requirement that they have to set up their own 529 accounts. And we see that quite often where everybody has a 529 account set up and they didn't have to make it that complicated. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Also, this is the time of year to check on your retirement accounts to see if you've max funded. You do have some time to finish if it's an individual account. It might be a little tricky if you haven't maxed out your retirement account through work. I don't know how easy. Some plans you can up the uh, percentage very Mm -hmm. easily. Others you do require a form. And if you only want it for one month, that might get a little tricky. Mm -hmm. However, I did read that next year, 2024 tax year, all retirement plans that we could find are going up about $500. Yeah. So your max contribution to an IRA is now 7000 You get a $1,000 catch up. So if you're over 50, you can put away $8,000. $8, yeah.
1: It's a lot. Yeah. It was five thousand, not too long ago.
0: It was two thousand, not that mm-hmm. long ago. I mean, right. it's really they've started to escalate it, which we think they always should have. Four hundred one k's have gone up as well by five hundred per per mm-hmm. uh, contribution type. So twenty three thousand for you as an individual. Again, if you're over fifty, seventy five hundred. So you can put away thirty thousand mm-hmm. five hundred dollars a year. It's yep. quite That's a bit. Awesome. So start looking at those numbers and increasing them. Um, also, simple IRAs are not talked about quite as much. Those also went up by 500. So most plans have increased quite substantially this year.
1: Yeah. And Switch is great. Yes. And when she, she says this year, it's coming year. Sorry, 2024. 2024.
0: Sorry, mm-hmm. talking new year. <laughs> All right. So these are the things that I just wanted to leave you with because we only have a few more minutes left. I know Tom has some things that he'll add as we go. But really sit down and look at your New Year's resolutions that you made last year. This is the time to just finalize those and go, you know, if I was going to make a will this year and I said I wrote it down and I didn't get it done, get it done. They're super mm-hmm. important. We have lost, unfortunately, a lot of clients over the years that didn't plan properly. And they need those things in place. Make sure you're doing that. Beneficiaries, check them. Yes,
1: yes. Check, check, Add check. contingent beneficiaries. Yes. And make sure that that you're thinking ahead on that and just not the primary.
0: Yeah, because if something happens simultaneously and you don't have, we actually had a very complicated case that was explained to us where husband and wife passed very close together. And they had no contingents listed, and it was to pass to all surviving children. That's what the plan said. And there were several kids that they had no contact with and never really had, and it wasn't in the will to go to them. And
1: they had no, yeah. They, they had no intention of leaving any money to the other kids, um, and they ended up leaving money to the other kids.
0: Yep. They had no choice because that's how plan documents work. It mm-hmm. defaults to that. So check those beneficiaries. Um, revisit the benefits that you have at work. It's always a great time to check and make sure you're getting every benefit you can. They're available. Go look. Make sure you're getting the match if you have them. And get all those last-minute tax planning things that we talked about. Make sure your required minimum's done. Make sure you're funding those education accounts. Tax loss harvesting, if you have any in your non-qualified accounts. Right. These are things that you can't redo. There's others that we didn't touch on, but those are the majority of them that come up most frequently.
1: Yeah, and then just like you were saying, go over this last year and then go over at this time next year. What we, what would you like to be sitting there going, what did I accomplish this mm-hmm. year? Yep. And don't base it upon... Balances balance is because you don't have control over the market, but you do have control over what you can do and you should do everything you can.
0: Yep. We always say control what you can control. That's your behavior, setting targets, writing them down. The best way to make mm-hmm. sure you're actually hitting those targets is if you've got something written down that you could go back to and say, did I accomplish what I set out to do or did I not?
1: And if you're married, do it together.
0: Yes. And always, we started the show saying how grateful we were to be born in the greatest country in the world. We're going to finish with that. We're grateful for you as listeners to the show and to our clients. Um, I cannot tell you how blessed I feel every day to get to do what I do, to work with people like Tom, Dave, my whole team. It's an amazing thing, and we're so grateful to be able to do this.